It's Thursday, January 26th, and this is Goodwill Talk Daily. Welcome back, everybody, to Goodwill Talk Daily. It's great to be with you today, and we are going to be in Isaiah chapter 9. Um, and, and you may be thinking, wow, a lot of these prophecies sound the same, right? If you've been with me for the last few days and you're hearing chapter after chapter of prophecy, Part of you might be thinking, oh, where's the good news? Or part of you might be thinking, man, we get it. Trust in God. If you don't trust in God, we all get wiped out. And and you may feel like it's a bit repetitious. But let's be honest with ourselves. Don't we sometimes need that message to be repeated? Every day, we need to be reminded to trust in the Lord and not in our own strength or not in the strength of others. We need to trust in Jesus. He alone is worthy of our faith. And we're actually going to see today a prophecy of him. Now, in, in the Old Testament, Old Testament prophecy has two uh, fulfillments. There's an initial fulfillment in the day of Isaiah. We've seen this already. Mahershala Hashbaz is the fulfillment of a prophecy that there would be a virgin who would conceive. And this does take place. The prophetess conceives and gives birth to a child. And that child is the sign to Ahaz that God is with his people and will turn away the Assyrian army from Judah. We're also going to hear today of a son who was born. It's also looking back a little bit at Mahershala Hashbaz, but this one leans even more into the future. For Mahershala Hashbaz will never become king and will never fulfill what is prophesied here. No, what's prophesied here is only fulfilled in its fullest sense by Jesus Christ himself. It's a passage that may be well known to you. It's one that we hear a lot during the Christmas season. Let's look together at Isaiah chapter 9, starting in verse 1. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who were in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the nations by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us, a child is born, to us, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace." Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. The Lord has sent a message against Jacob. It will fall on Israel. All the people will know it, Ephraim and the inhabitants of Samaria, who say with pride and arrogance of heart, the bricks have fallen down, but we will rebuild with dressed stone. The fig trees have been felled, but we will replace them with cedars. But the Lord has strengthened Rezin's foes against them and has spurred their enemies on. Aramaeans from the east and Philistines from the west have devoured Israel with open mouth. Yet for all this, his anger is not turned away. His hand is still upraised. But the people have not returned to him who struck them, nor have they sought the Lord Almighty. So the Lord will cut off from Israel both head and tail, both palm branch and reed in a single day. The elders and dignitaries are the head. The prophets who teach lies are the tail. Those who guide this people mislead them. 
and those who are guided are led astray. Therefore the Lord will take no pleasure in the young men, nor will he pity the fatherless and widows, for everyone is ungodly and wicked, every mouth speaks folly. Yet for all this, his anger is not turned away, his hand is still upraised. Surely wickedness burns like a fire, it consumes briars and thorns. It sets the forest thickets ablaze so that it rolls upward in a column of smoke. By the wrath of the Lord Almighty, the land will be scorched and the people will be fuel for the fire. They will not spare one another. On the right, they will devour and still be hungry. On the left, they will eat and not be satisfied. Each will feed on the flesh of their own offspring. Manasseh will feed on Ephraim, Ephraim on Manasseh. Together they will turn against Judah. Yet for all this, his anger is not turned away. His hand is still upraised. God is promising that the sins of the people of Israel will be answered by the just wrath of God. This is the the appropriate response of God against sin. Sin is an offense to God and his holiness, and he responds against sin in wrath because he is jealous for his own holiness. He is God. And also because sin causes damage to those around us, and he loves his people. But because they participate in sin, they are damaging themselves or damaging one another, and the Lord responds in wrath against sin. But even in the midst of this wrath, he promises a king that will come, that will establish a rule in Israel, a rule that will never fail. And this king will be called Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Prince of Peace, Everlasting Father. What wonderful words for the king. There will be kings that will come. Great kings, Hezekiah, Josiah. But here in the day of Ahaz, they're being told, listen, the kings that you have now, the king you're relying on now, he will lead you to destruction. The, the people who are leading you are blind and the prophets who are supposed to be speaking on my behalf, they're lying in order to be okay with the king. They're not willing to say the hard truths to the leaders. But don't worry, there will be one who will come, one who will come in righteousness, one who will come with justice and mercy. Yes, there will be kings that will fulfill this role, but that's what Jesus does. Jesus is the king, the ultimate king of David, whose throne will never, ever pass away. He is now on his throne, ruling and reigning over all of creation, calling us to himself, warning us that the destruction that was visited upon Israel and later Judah, oh, but that is just a temporal visage of the Judgment that awaits all of those who resist Christ, who refuse to bend the knee to him, for he is a good and just and loving God. But if we persist in our rebellion, if we persist in our sin, we receive his judgment. The only way, the only way to get away from the judgment of God is by trusting in him for salvation. When we do that, when we put our faith in Jesus Christ, all our sins are washed away and we live not under the kings of this world, but under the King of kings and Lord of lords. That's how we live today as Christians. Yes, we, we, we make sure that we care for the authorities and we submit to the authorities that God has put over us here in this nation. And wherever Christians are, we try and, and, and bow to the authorities that are there. But our allegiance is to Christ. He is our King. He is our Lord. He is our everything. Brothers and sisters, do you know what you have in Jesus? Take a moment right now when you're listening to this. 
Consider who Jesus is. Consider these words that we have in Isaiah chapter 9. Listen to them and meditate on them. This is who Jesus is for you. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Perhaps you need counsel one who will direct your paths. Perhaps you need to be humbled before the mighty God, the maker of heaven and earth. Perhaps you need a father, one who will be there to love you as a parent should. Perhaps you need peace. In a world of turmoil, in a soul of turmoil, you need the peace that surpasses all understanding. All of these are available to you in and through Jesus Christ. So brother and sister Christians, spend some time today meditating on what you've received. You've received so much in Jesus Christ. Rest in him. Meditate on him. And would that provoke in you a joy, a joy that gives you strength. Let's pray together. Oh God, you have given us so much in Christ. He is the king we've longed for, the king we waited for generations for. He came and he died for us. He rose again for us. And he is our wonderful counselor. God, you are our mighty God. You are our everlasting father. And you give us your son who is the prince of peace. God, only you are worthy of our worship, our adoration, our submission. And so, Lord, would we be focused on you today? Would we meditate on all we've received in Christ? And would that fill us with joy Would we glimpse your love for us? And would that help us today as we go through whatever task you've laid out for us? Would we do so with joy and in love? We love you. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for being with me today. We'll finish the week together tomorrow. Right back here at Goodwill Talk Daily.